I just, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there looking at the name one day, and I go, oh my god, we do the pug pod. That's awesome. <laughs> That's true. So, so you in California? Are you? Are you uh, still yeah, out of- I'm, 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 I'm right about the 15 freeway in the 60. Uh, they, they got like, okay. two lanes, they got like two lanes of traffic closed down. So I'll be here. Oh. A little okay, cool. Um, we were talking today about um, being in a rut, and we talked about how um, we're both kind of guilty of of uh, doing the you know committing the one unforgivable crime in the underground, and that is uh, fixating on gear instead of actually doing the work. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I, uh, now I, I, before we get too deep into this, uh, new toys are awesome. Yes, they are. I, I, I suggest everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. I love them. Getting a new toy is fun. It's it's you can't expect that to be what inspires you to do your work. Yeah. The, the the art the art the mechanics should never come before the art. Absolutely not. I have a bad ha- uh, history of falling into a rut and being really uh, discouraged and really unhappy about how things are going. And um, Rick today uh, uh, called me up. I sent him a message. I told him that I was in a rut again. He goes, Hey man. He goes, You're not in a rut. You're spending too much time on gear. <laughs> eh, yeah, probably. And as I told but, you, um, the, the, the oh. only reason I knew this is because I was had just done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. We we um. See, I've, I I always talk about that. This is the number one thing that I that I I pound on. But the problem is, is that I'm as guilty as everybody else. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> it's terrible because you you know you're 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 always trying to. Uh, you know, you know the issue. You know what's going on, and you know what the problem is. Um, but you know, it's like it's like a it's like a bad girlfriend. <laughs> you know, whatever. So you people complain, or like myself, I'm always complaining about people who are always talking about gear and and gear and gear, and that's it. One of the problems that they that I see, especially within a lot of um, podcasts, is that they don't do anything other than that. They talk about these great toys that they just got, but the problem is, is they never talk about the work that they did. So, um, uh, why don't you why don't you give me the number figure that you gave me this afternoon about how much money you spent? Well, it, now, now, granted, mine's not on photography, photographic equipment; it's on music oh, equipment. Sorry. But yeah. that, that's my, that's my other passion besides photography. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been in a rut. I haven't written a song in well over a year. Mm-hmm. I, I I've spent a little over five thousand dollars in the last month and a half. I, 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 I'm just little things that I thought would inspire me to get to work. Yeah. And I've yet to yeah. touch any of it. Yeah, that's happened to me. I, I have um uh I buy cameras that that I shot one roll and then they go on the shelf. <laughs> uh, I just I'm disgusted I, with my I, goal. <laughs> I, 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 when you told me you were in a rut today, I was I was like about half a step away from just going. Oh, why don't you run out and just go buy some used 110 with a flash cube? <laughs> It's the yeah, only that, thing you haven't you, done yet. <laughs> I know. That's what I was saying. I, just, I was just the 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 next sentence that was coming out of my mouth was, you know what? That's the one thing I don't have. <laughs> Either that or a yeah. camera. <laughs> oh, APS man, APS. That's the shit. Dude, do not buy. Uh, do not. My my, my wife has a uh, disc uh, negatives that she wanted made. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Forty dollars a disc to have them digitized and to develop. They, 
Wait, wait, to develop disk? No, 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 no. To, to have the, the negatives digitized. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it could be, scanning and, can be expensive. And, and they told us that they told us right up front that the quality was not going to be great because of the size of the negative and that the negative would be destroyed. Oh. They'd have, to, they'd have to cut it up in order to uh, get the frame and where they need to scan it. Yeah, well, what few people know is that um, APS is uh, the canister that, that holds the APS is also its storage um, its storage container. It gets retracted back into the into the cartridge. And the idea was uh, the whole thing was not just a, a, a photographic medium that you could use. It was an entire system. It um, it had you know it was decoded. It had all this great crap. It uh, you shot the film. It retracted it back into the canister. And then you put it on a machine. Uh, I guess I guess there was a specialized printer for APS. It would it would um uh it would feed out the film again, make whatever copy you wanted, and it would and it would retract it back into the can into the canister that or the cartridge. That is what it was. It was so it, it yeah it had a lot of great potential, but it just was too complicated. Um, but there's some people that still shoot uh, or shoot well. It's hard now because you have to get everything you have is is you know considerably expired and also the aps uh, negative is is fairly small the aps negative is fairly small in fact it's smaller than a 35 i think it's not much bigger than a 110 but um yeah yeah, yeah i had um I, I found a bunch of uh there's a place for those who who have this situation if you have a bag of film sitting around uh there's a place in uh tennessee called the memphis film lab and they have a a special where if you send them uh, they call it um, Grandma's Attic, 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 where you find bags of film that nobody ever got around to developing. So as long as you have ten, you throw them in in a in a box, send them to the film lab, and they will um, develop them, give you a basic scan, and then return the the negatives if you so choose. So I had a bunch of um, thirty five that my mom has. I got a bunch of other stuff. Oh, crap. You, you said gotta, that they need. You said they need ten of them. Well, in order to get the special, you need you need to send in ten cartridges. Oh. Okay, yeah, which I, I I I have some undeveloped thirty uh, fives from back when uh, I was still using film. Yeah, the 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 um, it, it's really designed um, just to you know you find cartridges and you and you you don't know what the hell's on them and you and you don't want to spend freaking fifteen bucks for you know development high high um um uh, um um you know heavy duty scan or uh, large uh large scans mm -hmm. so um. Yeah, it's really just designed for that. But one of the weird things that's been happening, I guess it's because of where I stored the film or the film, me, you know, the film emulsion or whatever. But I get these weird purple flowers all over my my. Um, I got a handful of them that are like that. And um, at first I thought it was annoying, but now now I kind of like it because it looks all hippie. <laughs> they're really, they're, yeah, they're like magenta, and they're like I. Well, a couple of years, maybe a year or so ago, I sent out some film. And I found my uh, I got in this bag of film that was in the in the in the garage. I noticed that there was a, a roll of of uh, of a Ferrania that uh, film Ferrania that was um hadn't been shot. So I go, oh, crap. Uh, you know, so I I loaded it up and shot it. And when I sent it out and they go, hey, there's um, um, um bacteria or something on this film. And I go, oh, OK, whatever. And when they sent it back, it out purple picture purple flowers all over it and i'm like what ah, screw this so i just chucked it but when i got these back from the, this you know this last load that i went sent to memphis um 
I kind of was thinking to myself, some of it, you know, is is annoying. It doesn't look very good, but some of it kind of looks like um um a uh, hippie. Like there's a few companies that will take a film and pre and and tweak it by pre-exposing it in some manner or another, and then reload it into the cartridge. And so when you get it, technically it's a double exposure is what you're doing. Mm. And, oh, and okay. um yeah, but the but the idea is that the 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 double exposure is um fairly predictable you know what's going to be on it and it's also designed so that so that it doesn't make it a problem for your next shoot so um there's one called uh, i think it's called kona and there's another one called bubble a couple other little companies and so they so they get some film they pre-expose it in a certain matter however they how they want to do it sometimes they'll they'll expose it with this there's like there's a lot of um specific colors that they'll do like blue blue is usually what you'll see or you'll see some kind of rainbow or just different things but um I, it kind of reminded me of that and i go oh gosh you know i gotta go through that some of that might be kind of cool <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the kind of like well, I said. Well, okay. Oh, good. See, my my thing is, uh, um, my wife uh, a couple of years ago, I bought her a uh, an Epson scanner that scans negatives. Oh uh, yeah, which one do you have? Because I have one. Um, I I don't know the seven something or another. Oh wow, you got I got I got like a like a like a like an old five fifty. You got a seven seven hundred seven fifty. Damn, dude. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I, I, it was like two hundred bucks. It, it, okay. Um, <clears throat> originally I was gonna buy the Canon one, but it turned out Canon stopped making them. So yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're they're, so, they're they're respected though. That particular scanner, cool scan. Did well, you, were, I think Canon were, they, were they really? Yeah. Why uh, did you? Well, I figured I figured since they stopped making them, they were probably shit compared to the Epson. Yeah, I think it was because well, Epson Epson's pretty pretty. You know, uh, uh, that's usually de facto, but there's a couple others. Um, there's a few companies that that do a specific um, scanner, like um, Kodak and um, Wolverine. I got a little Wolverine. I haven't really I messed around with it, but um, they're designed. You know, they have like a like a, a slide that that the film will go in, and and then you'll right. feed it into the scanner. Plus Tech, Plus Tech is another one, but um, uh, that uh, uh. uh you have to you have to put the uh, the negatives into a uh, slide thing that that goes on the Epson scanner as well. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, I have that um this similar um it's similar setup on mine. Mine's a 550 and it's got uh, the little trays that you put it in. But um yeah, we, yeah and but, then we uh, bought, we 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 paid 45 bucks to get the one for the 110. And I go really you need the 110 negatives? <laughs> I go do you know what those not. are going to look like do you know what those are gonna look like yeah that's hey but you know what i got a um i got some software that's just freaking ass kicking um but by topaz the um uh d i was gonna get a a a, um a bundle uh like maybe six months or a year ago but um you know then they raised a price on me when i wasn't watching so i got screwed out of that but then they they offered a a deal on these three pieces of software which is not all they make a lot of other software but this is like the core so it's a a denoiser a sharpener and a uh and and one that i'm i'm about to get going with called gigapixel now i think i talked about gigapixel where it would it, it, it could it would um if it works the way it's supposed to work it's supposed to um uh enlarge your images up to 600 times um you know of the current image size well um 
I was yeah, but I was wondering if I could use all this stuff on film. Now was I mean with the with the digital, it's just I mean it's it's just great, you know. Um, yeah. But um, I mean I think, yeah yeah with like a raw file, it's just perfect because that's what it's designed for. But um, I was wondering about film and, and about gigapixel because I was because a lot of times the film that I'm shooting. Especially older scans when I when I when I, I, you know, I just wanted to see what I had. They scan small, so they only, the, you know, the, the actual size of the image at 300 um, uh, DPI is um, just about f- uh, four by five. Well, um, I was wondering if I could use Gigapixel in order to. Um, I was wondering if I could use it in order to enlarge it, and apparently you can, and apparently it works really well. So I'm I'm going to try to um, work wow. with that a little bit and well, see if see, it works. That, the scanner, the scanner we got, my girl, uh, my wife, um, it's like 96K DPI. Mm. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's like some crazy thing. I mean, we were able to scan and pull up huge pictures out of these negatives. So, yeah. Yeah. See, eight, that's eight the thing. Ten, eight, eight by tens without a problem. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm trying to hope I can get with a. Uh, uh, gigapixel because I'm, I'm well I'm shooting either um, 35 or, or um, 120 so uh, the the size is fine for what I'm normally doing but if I wanted to expand you know if I wanted to enlarge you know if I'm shooting 35 millimeter and I would like to maybe enlarge uh, you know to get an 8 by 10 or something you know if, if like I ever get a show <laughs> and I want to you know hang something uh, um it would be nice to be able to 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 enlarge it to different sizes. Now, you know, it would be nice to be able to enlarge a four by five to six hundred times that size. Yeah, you don't, I don't you, know. You, this, don't, you don't save your raw images. This, well, this is film. Uh, uh, the raw images, oh, oh, I can, oh, okay. I can. Yeah, the raw images, I can, I can. I, that's not a problem at all. And by the way, anybody who's shooting who's shooting digital, you you need to check out um, the Topaz at least uh, the noise uh, the denoiser because um, one of the things it allows you to do is shoot it at a, at a high ISO, but you don't have to worry about the about the digital noise because I mean it's freaking magic. Dude. I mean I've seen you know great software, but son of a bitch, <laughs> you get software. You can. I've got pictures of my dog that are that were shot were shot indoors without a flash, so they're at a very, fairly slow shutter speed. So there's some motion, but damn, this shit sharpened that shit up like you can't believe. Now, of course, it's not as good as if it came out of out of camera, but you're not. It's going to be very difficult for you to tell. And that's just a that's right. a, just a denoiser. Um, switch over to the. Um, to the um, sharpener, and that thing will—it's um, got—it'll—it's um, got algorithms to handle um, um, soft. You know, if you were just a little off, if it's a soft focus, um, just straight up out of focus and motion blur. So yeah, so it—it—it—they it, um, it, um, uh, call it—it's called uh, Denoiser AI, uh, Sharpener AI, and um, um, and uh, Gigapixel AI. Um, Great software. Anybody who's shooting digital, if if you if you need if you're not if you need sharpness, if that's your thing, if that's what you gotta have, and if you especially if you're like shooting bands and you're shooting digital and you and and you generally you're not gonna be able to use a, a flash inside a venue, so you're gonna end up having to um, uh, crank up your ISO and and a lot of these cameras, my eye mine I think will go up to probably I think it goes up to 6400 ISO. At its upper upper limit now, of course, a lot of cameras that even though they have a 6400 ISO 
upper limit or even higher. Um, the problem is, is that um, past a certain point, um, there's no, uh, it's, it's almost unusable because of the digital noise. So it would be nice to be able to crank it up, to be able to shoot at 3,200 or, uh, yeah, like 3,200. It'd be nice to be able to uh, clean up the um, the um, digital noise that are in, in high ISO images. Well, anyway, okay. but... It, well, then this is not what we're supposed to be talking about. We're supposed to be talking about inspiration. So we talked about the um, about um, all that. Um, um, they call it. Um, well, we, we actually about, got we, we actually got into a gear discussion, or yeah, yeah, we actually and, did. And, and, and what we're supposed to be talking about is being inspired when you don't feel inspired without going out and buying something. Yeah. Um, one of the things, oh, oh yeah. I remember the story I was going to tell you was about, um, I talked today about this, uh, uh, story I heard about this guy. Uh, it was Edward Weston who, um, when he was in Mexico, he, he took a picture. I don't know what gear he used, but uh, it was a long time ago. So he might've used large format. I don't know, but he took a picture of a toilet. It's called, um, excusado or some such shit like that apparently it's the spanish word for excuse (laughs) so basically and it's also apparently that word is a slang term for toilet so (laughs) basically so edward weston basically just took a picture of a toilet which i thought was funny as shit now um i don't know um what the what the value of that was but he was um wanting to um um Take a, he he was wanting to well there was a big movement at that time which would have been um, in the 30s or so in order to uh, show um, um, things that are are basically um, mundane but put them in a, in a highly artistic um, uh, presentation he also did a series called peppers and I think I and the peppers was was basically exactly that he took a he took peppers now mind you everything was black and white so he um, put these peppers in this room and he took these long exposures of these damn peppers and they were, they look really ghostly. Um, the story I heard from his uh, one of his kids was that um, he had a room specifically completely blocked out and he would go in there. Um, he would um, set everything up and then he would shut the door and tape everything down and then he would he would trigger the shutter, he would fire a flash, and the flash just basically got everything started. And then he would leave it in there, and I'm he's talking like 20 hours. <laughs> 20 hours exposures. Very, very crazy. But, eh, you know. So, um, we were talking earlier today about shooting mundane things in order to prevent yourself from getting caught up in the whole, you know, you getting lost in, in all the, you know, the, the deluge of shit that's coming in, you know, coming into your ears about what you should be shooting and what you should be doing. We're like the same thing. Uh, there was another thing that we talked about today, which was the, um, um, um this happens to people in digital do this also. <clears throat> people in digital do this also. It's called, um, uh, one camera, one lens, one for one year. And basically you, you do exactly that. You shoot one camera and one lens. And the reason why is because it prevents you uh, from um, uh, worrying about gear. You know, you have exactly one camera and one lens that you're going to, to use. You know, you talk a ways back about um, wanting to shoot some stuff and um, you couldn't get in because of the fencing. So the obvious um remedy to that is to get a longer focal length so but in this instance but in this um um 
uh, one camera for one year situation, you you're not allowed to do that. So when we when we're doing that, you have to you, it, you what what it does too is it forces you to change your composition. So you want to shoot a, a building like way back I talked about this big mill that's in Marietta and how it's just sitting in the middle of shithole nowhere and about about you know focal lengths that I needed to get past the fence and all that. But when you're doing a one camera for one year, you're not allowed to do that, and you have to get you have to basically uh, accommodate the gear that you have in order to and that's all you get. <laughs> so i mean that's you know the, well and then after the year is up and 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 you've broken yourself of all your bad habits didn't you start you know utilizing um longer focal lengths and all that kind of stuff but you just it's just that it's um people get um fixated on 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 all this on gear and they just they but they don't do the work now we know this because you and i are guilty of this and and um especially in music you know so well, here, here's, here's, here's the thing, and I'll put it in music terms. When a musician feels uninspired, he'll go and play the classics. He'll pick up his guitar and play someone else's music. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I, I and I've done it the same as other people. I, I, I've tried going out and performing other people's music, and I can't do it. But um, it's just a personal thing. But uh, the, 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 the trick is to keep doing it. And eventually, mm-hmm. and the theory is eventually you become inspired. Yeah. Shoot a series of shoot a series of self portraits. Shoot 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 a uh, uh, a study of eyeball. Uh, a study of 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 the ripples the the wrinkles in your hand. You know anything? Just the the point is to keep shooting. And 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 in today's thing, even if you don't like the pictures, if you're shooting digital, guess what? You can wipe them out. That's the beauty of digital. You can take, you can take, uh, you can actually, um, you can take an an, an unending number of uh, frames. And yeah. Um, yeah, so so the 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 advantage of that is that you never have, you, you don't have to worry about, oh God, do I have enough money to develop this? You know what? It doesn't matter. You can just you can take an un, an unending number of frames. So um, so you can so digital is is definitely um, the the um, best and most um, equitable uh, learning platform that you can get. Even if somebody even if you're into shooting film or or if that's your prime, you know, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people that that um, would like to shoot um, large format landscapes and all kinds of crazy stuff. That's fine. But but like we talked about Ansel Adams, he said if you get I think he said if you get um, six or twelve uh, uh, keepers in a year, that's a good haul. I'm like, okay, yeah, but you're, that's a tiny output, especially for a professional. So, uh, so you have to have something to work on because if if that's all you're getting, I mean, if you if you if you shot every day on large format, the best you could get is three to six shots, three to six sheets. I mean, forget it. That's not gonna. You, you're never. Unless you have a, a guru that te- that's going to teach you, you're going to screw yourself doing that. So. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's there's so many things you can just do until you become inspired. Uh, hell leaves. Uh, I- I'm looking right now. The moon is just this tiny little thumbnail. You know, go shoot the moon over a period of a month. You know, do do some dark work. You know, do some work in the dark. Uh, do some mirror image work. Um. I mean, there, there's a ton of stuff you can you can do just th- th- of just crap that's laying around your house. Yeah, yeah. A lot of there's a 
Good. The, the, the important the important thing is to have your camera with you so that when you're out and you actually spot something instead of going out trying to find something. Yeah. So that when you see something that catches your eye, bam, you're ready to go. Something that happened to me in San Diego that I thought was kind of cool was that um I was out with this girl that I was dating. We were hanging out there for the weekend at the at at some uh, Holiday Inn over by Coronado. So we were over by the the um uh, gas lamp district and uh we had gotten up early and and we went walking around and we walked through the gas lamp district and and we walked by a a doorway and there was what looked like a pile of clothes in there and i had my camera with me this was early this was this was probably well it was over 10 years ago so as when we passed it i realized that's not a um that's not a uh a pile of clothes that was a man sleeping and so um we were in one of the one of the nicest sections of san diego and um there was homelessness and there were people sleeping in there and uh but i didn't take the picture he was asleep i should have shot the shot the frame but the thing was is that i i wasn't uh i didn't know what to do i walked by i see this i don't know what to do now so what i decided to do was try to train my mind so that if i ever saw something and i thought to myself that's funny interesting disturbing strange that you immediately shoot it. So at least wise, you can, you can, um, uh, uh, you're not looking at something and going, hmm, should I shoot that? I don't know what, what, what should I do? What should I do? The indecision and then it's gone and then you lost it. Right. Right. But if you could, if you can, if you can set up trigger words inside your brain where you see this man sleeping in the, in the, um, in the doorway and you go, God, that's kind of disturbing. And then your brain tells you, shoot it. So and then you shoot it. It's like uh, it's like Pavlov's dog. It's like it's like dog training. If you can um, uh, or less like raising the vibration, if you can um, if you can say it, it, if you can if you, if you can't, there's a there's a there's a, a, a psychological technique called raising the vibration. I'm, I'm going to make it real quick just because it's interesting. And what it is, is it's, it's a lot like a, we used to have a thing that we used to talk about in um, back when you and I were kids called um, um, creative visualization. Now they, they call it different things. But basically what it is, is you can't you can't achieve something if you can't even imagine it, if you, if you don't even know what it's supposed to be. So what you do is you tell yourself you talk about something happening in the past tense. Like it already happened. And then that way you can you can uh, like program your mind to be more willing to accept something that's, that's completely alien to it. For instance, hey, remember that time uh, when I was freaking unemployed and I got that great job? The idea is, is that you're you're creating a, 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 a mind frame that allows you to accept that kind of thing. So. You're out dry, you're out around, you're shooting, you, or you're not shooting, you have, but you have a camera with you, or you have your phone with you. You're walking around, you see something, and, and, and a certain word comes to mind. For instance, that's funny, that's disturbing, that's bizarre, what, you know, that, oh, wow, that's beautiful. You immediately now, you, 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 it, you automatically whip out whatever image capture device that you have, and you take the shot. Otherwise, you're constantly running around going, oh, should I take that shot? Should I shoot that? Should I, what should I shoot? What should I shoot? And you, and you, you never get it. It's death by um, uh, uh, paralysis. So, or paralysis. Right. Oh, paralysis by analysis. That's what I heard. Heard some guy call it that. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. I like yeah. that. <laughs> paralysis by analysis. That's cool. 
since we're talking about this, we might as well start talking about another subject that that we were talking about, which was which is female photographers and sexism. <laughs> okay. We yeah. Now 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 you have to separate a couple things when you have this conversation. Uh huh. Because I I try I our, our original plan was to have me argue the uh, the role of the sexist uh, that there is sexism because mm-hmm. neither of us believes it. No. Uh, no, no. So I tried doing research, and I can honestly say the first thing you have to do is separate the art from the artist. Are we talking about sexism as in the art? Or are we talking about sexism in the artist or in the industry? I don't know. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think that we might be talking about sexism in the industry. But Okay, okay well, let, let me start with just the art. Uh-huh. You can't say there's sexism in the art. Because it, most of the time you're talking about advertising. And that's first exact, of all, that's uh, exact. That's exactly what most of the 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 um um the examples that were given for the few women that would actually discuss anything with me. Um, if they, your market is if your yeah. market is men and you're selling a lifestyle, generally a very attractive woman goes along with that type of lifestyle. Yeah, especially if you're single. If you're if you're if your demographic is single men. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and any woman who doesn't believe it, go to uh, Instagram and look up female photographers. Most of them are selling themselves by taking uh, risque sh- shots of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even 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 unattractive women are trying to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the a lot of how many male models do you see on Instagram? I don't see very many. Most of what I, I see. I don't, I, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram, to be honest with you. Well, I, normally when I'm on there, I'm looking for um, uh, potential guests or I'm looking for something very specific. I don't just, you know, go there and scroll and, and, and cruise around and look for pictures. I don't do that. But one of the th- we, we talked a ways back about um, a, uh, uh, a model named Abby Ryan that was um, – uh, I thought she had a really nice face, but she was um, uh, a little. Um, uh, she, she kind of big legs. <laughs> she was plump. She, yeah, she had a she had a she had, yeah she had a she had a, a curvy body. I mean not not fat not at all, but she um, she did a lot of really provocative stuff, and I'm like, okay, who's the sexist here? I mean, who's the who is who, who is the problem? Men men do what they do because they're they're designed to do to do that. So if you're um, it, it, let's face it, men men can be led around fairly easily. You know, just basically two things: uh, sex and food. If you provide either one of those, you can get a man to basically freaking climb a mountain for you. It's really right. not that difficult. Yeah, it's really not that difficult. So, and that's another thing. Okay. Okay, since we're speaking of marketing, I did have two things that I wanted to bring up before I forget them. One is um, there was a uh, one of the reasons why I came across all this marketing was because there was um, talk on the on on uh, some podcasts about a uh, an Instagram account called Second Second Son. I don't I I can't remember. I don't know if it's spelled funny. I can't even remember. But I checked out on the, uh, the the. the shooter had a had had an, a, a video on, on IGTV, Instagram TV. I don't even generally I didn't even know where to go for that. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't IG, IGTV. What the hell? Is, I don't even know what that is. But what it turned out to be was a series of, of still images 
that that she claimed were um uh sex were um they were marketing and uh, marketing material and ads for photography equipment and and um 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 film because these were old and when i tell you the the, the time frame you're going to understand what the issue was so what she had done was put together a collage, you know, a collage of a series of um of these ads. Now the problem was is that almost all of them were print ads that were from the 50s, and that's a problem because it is not 1950. That's 70 years ago. Society has moved 70 years forward. So if you want if you want to claim that um mar- that that photographic marketing is um sexist then you need to have something kind of a little bit closer to the current time frame at least wise within right. this century the other thing was is that we don't know where she got these frame the, these images a lot of them i know i know were japanese um can uh camera company well we mm-hmm. know that it, it, yeah see that's where the issue is and i in the 50s we know how Japanese treated women. It wasn't that they didn't like them or they were, you know, but but they're not Americans. Right. They, yeah. So you can't be looking you, at you. You can't be you. You can't be judging Americans based on Japanese culture and especially Japanese culture based 70 years ago. Yeah. And and the, 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 the I have one other thing that I thought was kind of interesting, too. There was no there. And you you actually touched on it a little bit just a few minutes ago. We don't know the um, the initial where these were initially printed. If you're printing uh, in Playboy, which was around in the 50s, if you're printing in Playboy, the 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 demographic that you're shooting for is going to be considerably different than if you're shooting than if you're printing in um, Better Homes and Gardens or or um, um, uh, Saturday Evening Post or anything like that. The the work is going to be geared towards men who basically buy a magazine or look at naked women. So what do you think is going to sell something? Naked women, generally. That's what's going to sell the product. And, not, and, who's, to say, and, and who's to say females didn't take some of these pictures? I mean, most females are much more comfortable getting <clears throat> naked around another female. Correct. Even then, at that time, I imagine that a lot of the shooters were female because a female photographer shooting a female model is fairly non-threatening. Right. right? It's unlikely that you're going to get raped or molested. It's unlikely, not not impossible, it, but right. it's unlikely. So, yeah, so we don't even know that. That's another thing. We don't know the photographer. We don't know the model. And we don't know um, who designed the um, the um, uh, the advertisement. We don't know who that's that was. True. There's, there's people that do that as well. Yeah. So I, I we talked about. A ways back when we talked about the Shirley card, we said that um, you you have to shoot for your demographic. If you have a certain amount of money, back then it was about racism. So we were talking about um, if you have a certain amount of money and the and the um, majority of people that that are in your um, in your market are white, you're going to shoot toward to white. You, you, if you have limited funds, you're going to shoot towards white customers. It's not racism. And nothing right. to do with that. It's about a dollar. All right. If you have a certain amount of money and somebody tells you, hey, we need a we need a we need a, an ad campaign and we're going to publish it in Playboy. You you you're not going to be showing Christmas trees and puppy dogs. You're not going to be doing that because it's pointless. You know what you're doing. You're shooting towards a man that likes to look at naked ladies. So what are you going to do? Well, if you can squeeze a naked lady in there, you're going to do it. That's your job. Right. Well, so, um, here, here, here's the other end of that spectrum. Talent. 
will always rise above. And that's what I think the whole, anyone who talks about sexism in, in photography or racism in photography, what they're trying to do is hide their lack of talent behind behind something more nefarious. Yeah, I agree with that. That was another... Um, because, I mean, as, as, as we spoke about before, and, and I am a huge fan of Annie Leibovitz. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of Annie when she was a young woman, and, and by no means was she ugly, but she's not... In no time frame would you have looked at her and said, wow, she is hot. So it's not like she sucked a dick to get the to get to one of the most coveted fucking photo spots in the world. <laughs> yeah, pretty unlikely. When you're, when uh, people... did, did you just say she's a lesbian? I did not know that. Oh no, I didn't. I was about oh, to ask. Oh, okay. Is she a lesbian? Is she a lesbian? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It wouldn't, su- it wouldn't surprise me, but no, no, she's real masculine looking, and 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 she, you know, she. She may. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if she is or not, but um, I was I was wondering about that myself. Uh, when people uh, do that, especially about their own gender, when they when they um, say, well, you must have done this or you must have done that. That's really degrading. It's like, really? Really? That's it's, how it's, you it's think? Like saying, it, I got it's here? like saying I, my talent wasn't enough for me to get where I got. That's exactly what that is. It's like you you are not. There's no way you're good enough. So you must right. have done, you must have serviced somebody. You must have because you're not good enough. That's what they're saying. There's another thing. This is going to be a god. This is going to be like a freaking. We're we're probably going to get deplatformed for this shit. <laughs> but here's here's another thing. Yeah, but not that I care. It's not the first for, time. For, for me, she's the second. She's the second person who made me want to take pictures. Yeah, I, I've, not I, been, I've, I've not I've not been shy that Mark Weiss is probably the first guy. Any female photographer should be looking at Annie Leibovitz. Any any of them, they should be looking at at um two shooters that I can name, and that is Deanne Arbus and uh and Annie Leibovitz. And uh, if you're a modern woman, you should be looking at Annie Leibovitz. That's what you should be looking at. Um, one of the uh things that was bugging me too about the talent was that I thought to myself. Uh, well, two things. One is that is there's a possibility. I mean, if you're not if you're a female shooter and you're um you're not working, um, what's the possibility that you stink? That your work's no good? That you don't have a vision? That you're confused about what you're doing? What's that possibility? I mean, it's it's probably fairly high. If you if you are well, that good, you either um you either um will make it whatever you want wish to do whatever that happens to be or um, you will um, create a situation for yourself so that you can do that. If you want to be a, a great art, a great photograph, a great photographer, and you and at first you're trying to get it in National G, and they're like, well, we we don't, you know, we're using this guy and we're using this guy, and we only hire men, or which is not true, by the way, that is not true. I'm only, right. um, yeah, I'm only using that as a, as an exaggerated example. Then what do you do? Well, you find a magazine that um, will hire you or you right. create your own magazine or you shoot your own work and you publish it yourself. That's what you do. That's what you do. You don't get on the Internet and, and start crying that, that, that men are trying to destroy you. <laughs> it's simply not true. You build your own portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. You do your own thing. Yeah. Right. How many, yeah. How many? How many? I, I, uh, I, I mean, by 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 her reasoning, um, you know, I I I I should be able to sue the NBA because they won't make me center for the Lakers. 
Yeah, you should. You really should, man. You can make a. I mean, those assholes get paid a million dollars a freaking game. They could. They got yeah. money to spare. I'm sure. Yeah. Why, why? Why can't? Why can't I be the center for the Lakers because well, I'm white? Well, they're obviously out to get you. I yeah. mean, you know. Well, they're racist. They're racist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, they, they can't have both arguments. You don't get to make both arguments. Yeah, you don't get to be either, an ev- victim and an oppressor at either, the same time. It doesn't work that way. It, actually, somebody pointed out something they ever that I thought was so poignant. If you ever notice, the most worst oppressors in the world are always people who talked victimhood first. Yeah. Yeah, well, they victimize each other. Now, all victims, all I was just a- thinking about this the other day. All a- a- victims, Adolf, Hitler, Adolf Hitler kept swearing up and down that the Jews had done the German people wrong. Well, they, he claimed that the Jews did him wrong because yes. he was, a, yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, so, so, so you're oppressed, which was not true. You're oppressed, and you want, and now you're gonna go oppress somebody else. What the heck? What's that about? Every 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 victim is looking for somebody to oppress. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah, that's that's one of the realizations that I just had the past couple of days because I was thinking to myself, I, I I okay in our world, which is wrong, but in our world there always tends to be duality in everything. You're good or you're bad. You're Republican or you're Democrat. You're man, you're woman. Well, there's no, there's nothing you can do about that. But you're, you're good or you're bad. You're a man or you're a woman. You're oppressor, you're, you're a victim. You're, you, there's always left or right, one or two. That's it. Uh, but I don't believe that that's how it should be. You should be able to, you, should, you know, if you, if you choose not to be something, then you don't have to be that. Now, um, the problem here is, is that they don't, they don't allow that. A victim, an oppressor is always looking to victimize somebody, but a victim is always looking for an opportunity to oppress somebody else. Right. So everybody is for some reason, this society is so dis is so dysfunctional that they're constantly looking to victimize somebody. And 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 so here. okay, so here's what happened with that girl. There was a girl who was on a podcast and this this whole thing is where this whole thing freaking started and basically what she's saying just she was talking about being um ostracized and being uh, um oppressed by men so the the next thing she says so she's oppressing she's trying to oppress men she's basically saying that they that they have some kind of trauma and that's the reason why they get so pissed off when when I basically call them um trash she that's how she right. was she was like why are you all mad? What happened to you? What happened in your life that made you such a son of a bitch? I don't know. You know what? what you know? Well, no, it's not. It, that's not what's going on. You're just uh, you're just a horrible person. You and you you can't you have no personal agency and you want to blame me for it. So what? So should I just thank you for that? No, I'm not going to do that. So halfway through the conversation, she goes, you know, um, we're only 50% of the population, which is incorrect. Women are actually 51.1% of the world's population, which which yep. says, yeah, which says that they have the simple majority. So how in the hell are you stuck in a patriarchy when you have the simple majority? It doesn't make any sense, but that's what they were that's what she was saying. And then she then it was the coup de gras. She goes, we we can't make meaningful change unless the other 50 percent of the population hop on board. And I'm thinking to myself, OK, well, you're not getting that. If that's what you thought you were getting, 
then you have no idea about men. Not not none. We got enough struggles of our own. The last thing we need to do is to is to is to try to is to try to make your life better. But that's what, what she wanted. What, what, she personally wants people to lower standards so that she can rise up. Yeah. And the truth yeah. is, all you end up with in that case is really bad art. You know, we've gotten way off course here. <laughs> we have, we have, but I'm going to pick up one, one, um, um, one more point, and then we can move on to back, re- reel it in back to photography. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, go go ahead because I forgot my point. So. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. Um, okay. So, so here's the other point that, that I was thinking about, and, and it had to do with um, spotlighting female photographers. Now, apparently, back in December, although I didn't hear much about it, so I imagine there wasn't as much steam as they they claimed that there was, and even by their own words, the, the podcasters I'm speaking of, they um, they said that it was kind of on hold. And well, yeah, it did because it, of course it was on hold because what they had done was a villainized. Um, um, 48.9 percent of the population, and so that didn't really, really work. And there was no way that men were going to support them. So anyway, one of the things that I, that was concerning me was the fact that they they split the people into male and female photographers. So what they were trying to do was spotlight female photographers, and that's fine, absolutely, that's a completely commendable thing to do. However, yeah, yeah absolutely, but if you're doing it um, at the expense of men, because you're pissed off at men, and so you're so you're saying, well, um, we're only going to show female photographers because we don't want any men. And what they talked about too was lists. They said that there were like polls, and most of the names or all of the names were all male. Okay, well, that's because men right now the number one photographers are men. That just happens to be the way that is. It's not like anybody's trying to screw you. <laughs> but one of the things that really bothered me was is that they were splitting into female photographers, which means what they were doing is splitting. Uh, well, it's not 50 percent, but we're going to use that term just for argument's sake. They were splitting all photographers into male and female photographers, which was saying if you're the best female photographer, that you're not the best photographer. You're right. only the best. Yeah, you're only the best within female photographers a similar situation happened not too long ago now you probably do are not i don't know if you're familiar with somebody named jojo siwa jojo no, siwa is, okay yeah you're probably better off jojo siwa is basically a a, 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 a influencer a youtube influencer she seems like a nice girl and all this stuff and she's got a lot of style and she's pretty cool and, and everybody you know they they follow her around well, apparently, it turns out she's a lesbian. Okay, I don't know why she wants to tell everybody this on Facebook or YouTube, but apparently she felt the need. And how she did it was this. She's flying around with a T-shirt that she got from a cousin. And this is what it said. The best gay cousin ever. Okay. The problem is that JoJo apparently didn't figure out that what that, that shirt was telling the world is that from this person who gave her this shirt she doesn't rape only within her gay cousin because Uh yeah so so and how many gay cousins did she have well statistically probably two maybe three depending on their family size so out uh, so what this person was telling jojo was that out of the three gay cousins that i have you're the best that was and i'm thinking to myself 
this person, both JoJo and her cousin, were so freaking oblivious that they didn't really understand what they were saying. So the way that translates into female photographers is if you split the photographic community down into into female photographers so that you can rate, what you're basically telling these people is you are not very good. Right. You are only good within half the part it's actually less because i was gonna say i was just saying because you gotta you gotta realize that what if men dominate the top 50s let's let's take it into 100 for easy math yeah if if men are the top 50 photographers and then you split men and women up you only rate best in the lower 50 of all photographers yeah yeah and i'm and i'm not saying that's true i'm just saying Photography is not something you should want to split by race, by by uh, sexuality. It, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The art, the art is the important part. 